Good afternoon, guys. Welcome to Big Dog Podcast. Today, we are all about street priests. We have a couple of amazing people in the studio today that are going to be sharing with us deep detailed information about street priests, what they do, what they're about, and how we can help the street children in our various respective ways. Okay, so I'm going to be doing a brief introduction of these amazing people, and you hear it from them yourselves. Okay, so we'll start from our ogre. <laughs> Miracle France, he was here um, last week for the Big Door Radio Show. I'm sure you guys listened and you learned a lot and you had fun and he was mad. I personally like loved that particular episode. Miracle, let's not talk first. Let me introduce him again. <laughs> Miracle France is a seasoned visual content creator and storyteller, a passionate and dedicated professional skilled in public speaking, communication, social development, marketing, and the arts. A graduate of computer science from the University of Calabar, Miracle, who served as the former media director of street priests is a change maker with a history of excellence and impact he's also the chief storyteller hey, give it up for miracle welcome to the show miracle thank you for okay, having me okay so miracle please rest i beg let's move to the next person no problem <laughs> so umfo abasti oko is the founder of the father's daughter the goal is to bridge the to bridge the gap religion has created between god and his baby girls <laughs> She is currently studying dentistry and dental surgery in the University of Calabar, Calabar, where she is not busy reading, creating content on medical schooling. She volunteers as the public relations officer at Street Priest Incorporated. This amazing organization takes care of the needs of street children by taking them off the streets and making sure they fully enjoy their rights as children. Welcome, Mfo Abasi. Thank you so much. <laughs> she said baby girls, huh? My baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and to the last but by no means the least, Anna Ayegandem Ekbeyong. Mm. <laughs> I nailed the name. Is <laughs> a criminologist and a sociologist by academics, an entrepreneur, a counselor, and the lead administrator of the individual child care team ICCT at Street Priest and advocates for children's rights. She's here feeling herself. She aims at discovering and nurturing the special skills and abilities of children and converting those skills into healthy self and societal benefits. Welcome, Thank Anna. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Aww, you guys are like so amazing. And you thought my bio was uh, red. Yes, please. You read please. Yeah, please. Yeah. please. <laughs> okay, guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for so this is, we're going to be doing full-time street priest, everything about you guys. Uh, I'll throw questions as you can answer. Please feel free. Okay, so to our first question, I would just like chief storyteller, since you like telling stories, tell us um, about the evolution of street priests. How did street priests start? How has the growth process been like? How many people started street priests? Who was the founder? What, what was it like? Um, okay, so... Um, Street Priest was founded in the year 2014, okay. November 2014 to be more precise, um, by Mr. James Okina. <clears throat> At the time, he was 15. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> weird. Series of events led to him find or you know discovering the organization. Basically, in his words, he would say the organization found him. Per se, um, I think when he was about nine, eight or nine or so. Um, his parents separated and um, it was a very, very difficult time for him, basically. 
um, and at some point he lost his way, turned gang for sense of belongings, you know, did all, what's the word to use, <laughs> what, what they'll say young people do per yeah. se in quotes. And, um, but then he was able to find his way, um, a couple of people who looked out for him, basically, and helped him discover his path. And he felt the need to do something for those ones who don't have the luxury of, um, what, would it, what would I call it, the better life for themselves, basically. And um, he founded the organization with a couple of his friends at that time, okay. who made up like the core executive members of yeah. Street Priests. And um, it was not up until 2016 that I joined the organization. Wow. Basically, yeah. Um, I heard about it from William Sokina, who happened to be my classmate and friend, okay. who happens to be James's elder brother. <laughs> so it was like the whole circle and stuff. Yeah. Um, when the first, I remember the first time I ever came across um, James, he was addressing a couple of people. When I walked into the room, he was addressing a couple of people and then, they asked him, not they asked, someone asked a very, very, very personal question. I can't remember what exactly it was. But then the way he answered, and I was like, ha, ah, I want to be where this guy is. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. So if, I felt like he had a sense of purpose for what he was doing. Yeah. And that's how I became a part of Street Priest. And like every other person here, I think they have their own their unique stories they are going to share along the way. Okay. But Street Priest has moved from the the point where we were taking baby steps yeah now we're literally into the work like full time yeah, you yeah. can tell um at, before we used to meet with this these kids once every month twice every month you know we have to gather relief materials among ourselves as volunteers you know to like provide the hygiene packs the food all yeah. of that so it took a lot of planning um, we didn't have a community center back then, but then we've been able to grow past that. Um, the volunteer base at that time, I don't think we were up to 50, but now the numbers are like ranging to 350. On site and online as well. Wow. Yes. Um, the, the workforce has increased. You have to set up different levels of leadership positions. You yeah. have the team leads, the executive members, the revolutionaries, like I said, even the children, basically, we've been able to come up with success stories over the years we graduated a child from um secondary school okay going to the university we graduated mm -hmm. a child from primary school into secondary school yeah. as our last year wow. september back to school program we were able to take back 41 children to school wow. so all these and many more as we would go on are like some of the milestones we've been able to you know achieve at street priest oh my god so yes. impressed well i can say for one that the evolution of street priests is even felt by so many people. So there is evidence. People are feeling your impact on these street children, which True. is beautiful. Okay, True. so now let's move to Anna. Um, so Anna, you are a counselor. Yeah. Please hold Okay, um, so tell us a bit of your experience. What what does it what is it like to counsel these street children? We know that these people have experiences that even some of us would not believe if we are told. And as a counselor, it goes beyond just speaking to somebody, just asking questions. You know, you have to go an extra mile for these children to open up to you and then for you to advise them. So how how has your experience been so far? 
Okay, um, first of all, before you cancel these kids, we are actually taking the space of the mother figure. Okay. Yes. So you can't cancel a child when the child is not comfortable with you yet. Very true. So we have to get comfortable with the child first before we start canceling. Okay. Because a child will not tell you his story when he's not sure that the story is safe for you. Okay. So first of all, we create a safe space for them. Yeah. Try to get very familiar with them. Try to know where their root is. Because they can be very free with you and telling you lies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they are good with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so they can only tell you the truth when they are so certain that okay, yes, this truth I'm giving out to bring forth fruits later on. So cancelling the kids have been really good and deep too. Because there's no how you cancel a kid and it doesn't affect you personally. Very true. Yes. So when you cancel them, you get to you get to talk to them on a personal basis, so you don't go um, all professional on yeah, them. Yeah. You have to tell them that, okay, I'm the mother you didn't have, I'm the sister you didn't have, yeah. so get comfortable. Tell me the issues you're facing on the streets. Tell me how I can help you, how we can solve your problem, mm -hmm. how we can find your missing parent, and okay. so on. So it's the counseling section with them is cool. Wow, I'm happy. Like, I'm very sure that you are a mother yet of your <laughs> children. Okay, so let me ask this. Have... Um, has there been like any time when a child or some set of children really refused like were so adamant about opening up and then you had like fruitless efforts all not wasted but then it didn't yield fruit I'll be a liar to say no because, <laughs> okay. because yes yes we've had um, several occasions where kids can't open up to you okay. so that's why we have different counsellors okay. we don't have just one counsellor okay. so we have kids that relate with different counsellors on a personal basis and they're free to converse with that particular person so when we see a child that is um, adamant or trying to refuse to be free or wh whatever it is we, so we call someone we know that the child has really been relating with in the centre we give you some questions okay. and we draw you in. So when we are counseling kids, we don't just we don't just start asking questions. First of all, you have to like converse with them. So you throw in the questions while you're conversing with okay. them. And with that, you get them talking. Well, that's nice. Yeah. You're doing a very great job. Thank okay, you. now we're moving to our publicity officer. Okay, um, Mfua Abasi, right? Yeah, Mfua Abasi. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay, let me ask. Now, for everyone that joins Street Priest, they have a reason, yeah. right? So, when you join Street Priest, you say, okay, I want to help be a revolutionary. I want to make a change in my society by helping these street children. And then there are capacities where you can actually make this happen. So, you chose to be in the publicity team, right? Yeah. What moved you to that okay i'm i'm a very outspoken person uh, in the right <laughs> space okay and um i want i was i wanted to be able to tell the world that these children are more than just street children there's okay. so much in them and so when i joined street priest in 2019 uh -huh. i i had just graduated from high school a year ago so okay. so i was ready to explore the world of publicity as a science student okay. I, I was inclined to one particular space i was ready yeah. to do the art and do everything and i i knew it was beautiful and i was going to be privileged to tell the the kids story so how i even became the public relations officer is a mystery because when i applied or when i put in yeah. to join the team turns out i was the only person 
that wanted to join the team as at that time. Oh, wow. So I had to take the office of the public relations officer, the mm-hmm. team led of the team. Okay. And it has been a wonderful journey because wow. I get to learn on the job yeah. and I get to make mistakes and there are people ready to hold your hand. That's the beautiful thing about volunteering at Street Spray. So okay. you, you get to work, but at your at your pace but there are people still pushing you to do better yeah. and it's something that every young person should want to to associate with want to have a lesion with is that an english word <laughs> <laughs> but um it's beautiful and it has been a roller coaster i've been able to create relationships with so many radio stations so many big people in publicity wow. all because i'm working wow. at street Spirit. so everybody wow. knows me as hello ma'am for a call from street Spirit. hello sam <laughs> so it's it's beautiful it's been a, a journey that i would want to take over and over again okay that's beautiful let me stay with you right okay. there okay so i would like you to just throw more light and then maybe any other person can contribute so these street children okay i've been not a victim per se but then you know when you're walking on the street and then children come to you and they grab you and they want to like they want money and they want you by force and yeah. you know and I've also like been in taxi cabs where I see maybe a group of children just staying at a particular spot and then the bigger ones are kind of like bullying the smaller ones and yeah. tell us what are the challenges that these children face on the streets okay one one story that was intru- instrumental to me joining street first was I was in school I was in high school and in the car along Marian, you know there are, there are quite a lot of them at yeah, first bank yeah. access so i was in the car that day my mom went to the atm to withdraw money so i could go to school and one of the kids came up and I, I was just being cool and nice and i gave them money and the person the kid just hissed i was shocked at the apparently the kid didn't want the child didn't want money at at that point but i guess the child saw me and saw himself saw where they could yeah. be and i realized that these children are not all about money some of them really have ambitions and goals and so whenever those children are in clusters and in places like that that's their safe space yeah. that's where they want to be but that's not where they, they picture themselves they have ambitions they have goals they have places they would want to be they need people to help them they need people to hold their hand as children would want people to hold their hands okay. so they do need people to hold their hands um, the case of bullying and everything I would say that um, I, I guess the bigger guys that have stayed on the streets see it as coping mechanism to feel yeah. like the bigger guys yeah. so as bullies as bullies are that's as bullies have character traits that are peculiar to them so they do but it's nothing that cannot be worked upon okay. the beautiful thing is that they are willing to change but maybe not at the pace you would want them yeah. to but they are willing to change. Okay, so let's move to the counselor lady. Okay. Mother Teresa. <laughs> okay, so um, I would like you to tell us. Uh, I I made um, I made an example of me being like in the situation where maybe these kids, especially those ones that look like Indians. I don't know yeah. if you've had that where they like just rip you and they want to take money. And sometimes, like I've even been scared, like literally scared before. These children are children. They are human beings. Like each and every one of us. They don't have the same opportunities that we have, so they find their refuge on the streets. Now, how have, you know, members of the society contributed to getting street children on the streets? Okay, first of all, um, we already have the mentality or the ideology that when we, when we can't take care of our kids, we throw them to the streets, sorry. Yeah. We throw them to the street, and the streets can take care of them. So the society, like young girls now, for example, young girls are out having kids that they cannot take care of. Very true. And the process of not taking care of them, they throw them on the streets. 
They're like, okay, they'll survive. Other kids have been surviving, so they'll survive. So when they throw these kids to the street, they learn other bad things and they become hand robbers. They become, yeah. um, I don't know, they become lots of dangerous things to society. And when they become that, it makes it very risky for us to move around. Yeah. When the society see them, we see them differently than the um, other people in the society. Because we already have the we already have the orientation of okay, these are the street kids, this is what got them to the streets. But other people won't because of their experiences with them, the bad experiences yeah. with them. So if for example, if someone sees you helping a street child on the road, they feel it's a waste of time. Because they already have that experience that these children, you're all just you're just training them to become bigger and robbers, bigger thieves. Yeah. But we know that okay, these kids they didn't choose to be on the street. They have they have um they have parents that lack, they lack the, um, the education or lack the, um, the training to take care of kids. So, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Okay. So, <laughs> don't worry. Feel free. Okay. So, um, I, I just... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, um, just like Anna has mentioned, right, the, you, you see in cases where bad parenting plays a major part in... Um, leading to more cases of street children. Yeah. Then there's also the um, the problem of um, what is it called defacing or deformation of character because because you see a child on the street, right? You already I um you already associate this child with all sorts of criminal activities and come from places of where it starts from the home. So I'll I'll paint you a particular picture. A man gets married, has children, probably his wife dies, he gets married to his second wife. The second wife comes in, she doesn't want, uh, want yeah. to have anything to do with the other children, she chases them out, comes up with some theory yeah. that this child is the witch, is this, is yeah. that, and all of that. Now, this child doesn't have a say of his own because it would be like he's calling his stepmother in quote or stepfather in quote a liar right? Yeah. I mean, adults don't lie. That's what we were told mm. growing up. So this child ends up on the streets or has to escape or for some reason um misplace something and then they're, they're, they're scared of being beaten to like death and so they run out of the house now they don't go back because i don't know how to put it but parenting is 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 different from what we're seeing these days right i remember as a child that i committed acts but i don't think it ever got to the point where yeah. my mom in quotes would want me out of the house of course she would discipline me but these days parents are quick to like you know you chase the child out of the house and then you expect the child to survive. Now, this child being exposed to this over and over again, they're learning. So if I know that I will go out today, I will survive. And what happens tomorrow? I would also go out, you understand me? Yeah. And all of that kind of stuff. The other cases, you see a child is going out there to hustle for the parent. Right. It doesn't That's make true. any sense. How can I be a 10-year-old and I'm providing for my father and my mother? I will go outside and I'll beg. I'll get 1,005. The 1,005 yeah, is for my well. parents. Okay, as a counselor, there's this there's this case study we had. There was a child who came to the streets because um, the mother felt um, the child will have more um, contribution from the people in the society. Yeah. So they'll send you out to come and hustle for the younger ones. So the first day you go and bring one five, they feel that the next time you go, you come back with two thousand naira. Yeah. And the more you go and come back with higher money, they, yeah, feel, they that, feel like yeah. yes. And most of those parents have they have low mindsets. 
very low mentality too. So they just give birth. So when they give birth, they allow the elder ones to go out and hustle for the younger ones. When the younger ones are grown of age, they send them again to go, yeah. to get more money. And funny enough, these parents are doing nothing. They have nothing to do. They have no income coming in. They just depend on the money the kids bring in. So. Wow. I, can, I cannot agree with you. Like, oh, Jesus. I, I was going to say I cannot agree with you less. I don't even know if that's correct. Because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off balance. This is very true. Now, if you, if you check at main gate... There are these women that sit down and you send these small children to beg. And then yeah, the children, just, yes, they're right? just there. And you see that sometimes these children, I feel like they're under pressure to make, to like, to, to make, get money, yeah, to, to make, make money. money. So they, they grip you, your legs, they, yeah. you know, they just try so that you can give them something. And I'm like, are you guys serious? So everything you guys have said is very true. Now let's talk about um, International Women's Day. I think I'm going to go to you, storyteller. Okay. Um, so tomorrow is the international. I just say Women's Day. <laughs> God, I love women. <laughs> okay, the International Day of Street Children. Yeah. So tell us about it. I think this this is not the first time you guys are actually observing. No, 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 okay, it's not. So tell it's us not. how has it been? Um, so technically, um, International Day of Street Children is a day set aside to. Um, I wouldn't say celebrate. You don't celebrate street children because it's not something you want to celebrate, right? Yeah. I think it's just about creating more awareness of the challenges these children face yeah. on daily basis. Um, for this year, the theme is um, safe spaces, right? And it just throws more light on the people out there, the workforce, trying their very best to see that the world is a much safer and better place for the children on the streets. Yeah. Um the first time I ever um, took part in the campaign was, I think it was 2018. We partnered with an organization or series of other organizations, one of them being BRCI, Basic Rights Council Initiative. It's a partnering organization with us. And we did a, a march around Calabar, around major areas. So we moved from Zoo Garden, you know, down to Etagbo, to Kaki Market, down to Ravana, all of that. So the work was to create awareness of the challenges of these children, right? Get more people to... Because this is the thing, I don't think people are empathic enough about these children. Actually. Yeah. First of all, and it's, it's what I would always say, they take out the context of this of them being children. So they're on the streets, yeah. right? You already expose them to a lot of hardship. It starts with the society. You do the whole backlash and you do the whole, um, I, want, I wanted to say slut shaming. You do the whole negative shaming thing and all of that kind of stuff, right? Now, this is the thing. Like I said before, you cannot request for something if you have not given something in return. Yeah. Do you get me? Or in the first place. You're out here demanding some level of perfection from yeah, these children, but you're not giving them that love, care, attention. And the funny thing is people think it has to be something grand. Yeah. I can tell you that if you walk on the streets and you're familiar with these children, sometimes all they need you to do is ah, say hi to them. Just yeah. smile. Just smile. Hug them. Shake them. You understand? Yesterday, we, I went out with a couple of people. It was Twitter Hangout. So we, it was at Marian, basically. Now, if you come out from where it was, at, it was Crunchies, Vibes Lounge. Okay. Now, once you come out at Crunchies, yeah, these children yeah, are there, right? Immediately, they saw us. Now, they were playing, like, really well. And then some of them, like, really dangerously because they were running into the road and stuff. Immediately, they saw us. They just stopped and they were trying to coordinate themselves. Oh. Like, uncle, uncle, uncle. And um, I think it was Williams. Williams was like, ah, why are you 
jumping on that car because they were jumping up on like cars that were moving and stuff and they were like no uncle, uncle. they have this thing yeah. like they don't want to seem like they are disappointing yeah, you once you're, you're showing concern yeah. do you get me that's it so for the society to demand some level of um perfection or some level of good from them show them good as well and that's what this day is all about we're about creating the awareness for these challenges that like these children deserve better yeah. Like I would say, are they capable of doing bad? Yes. yes. But just like every other person in the world, I'll, play, I'll, throw, I'll, I'll, I'll paint a scenario for you. I just realized something. These children face what we call jungle justice, among other things, right? Mm-hmm. So remember the last time I was there, I told you that I was trying to make my way out of the market. Yeah, I remember. And someone oh, screamed, Oli, Oli, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so now, that's the case, right? I didn't steal anything. No. Someone just in joke format try to accuse me of stealing now imagine if i didn't handle the situation the way i handled it and then it escalated and i was beaten and i probably died on the spot did i actually commit the act but then i've been killed wow imagine the children face certain things like this back to back on daily basis now they are being beaten some of them survive right now when i survive something like this i become more hardened that's true do you understand i am forced to want to do terrible things now it's not just about living it's about surviving because that's all i know basically so tomorrow is just that day where we set aside to make people understand that these are just children and then i don't know how they came up with the theme for safe spaces but i think it just makes sense that the people putting in the work also gets appreciated also gets acknowledged that they are doing a lot it takes a lot to take care of children that are not your own I mean, look at every one of us. We're all young people. It's not like we have our lives figured out. But then we're here risking everything we have just to make the world a safer place. You guys are heroes. (laughs) We're all heroes as long as we're doing something about it. You know, um, speaking of your experience last last week, as you were speaking about it, I just thought, okay, you were decently dressed. And then it's it's easy for you to say, okay, um, let me just paint this scenario. Okay, Okay, sure. I'm not... I didn't steal anything. Okay, I'm not a thief. And somebody was just like, eh, you guys are dressed now. Uh, and they search you and they find nothing. But then t- taking a street child, for instance, who is like roughly dressed, not yeah. tattered, not taken care of, obviously hungry. And then it is easy for you to say, okay, this person's a thief. And because you're a street child, like everybody just, eh, he's hungry. And you can steal. And then, oh God, this is so awful. It's messed up. Really it's messed, messed up. up. Okay, I'm for calm. You're so special, I can't get your name right. <laughs> so um you spoke about something earlier, um, as the publicity relations officer, um, your partnerships with radio. That's a partnership. You've gotten to like talk to some radio people and get in touch with a lot of people that can help push what Street Priest is doing forward. Um do tell us how has the I want to say growth process, but no, I, I, I would say, what, how has the response been like? Um, are there any positive, or have there been, in the process of street priest growth, has there been any positive and negative responses from different people or different organizations? Okay, that question is dicey because I don't <laughs> want to throw shades, but um, people always want to look good, so they yeah. always say, I'm here to help and everything. But this is... In as much as they want to be charitable organizations and they want to be good people, they are businesses yeah. and they work on they work with money and everything. So when a radio station promises you partnership, it's more of 
in our own time whenever we're ready we'll yeah. call you don't disturb us the the response has been i won't say amazing but it's something that we'd love to work on everybody wants to i said everybody wants to look good in the eye of the public yeah. and so street priest is like a frontier if they say oh i'm partnering with i'm partnering with street priest it's a good will for their organization in as much as they won't want to fully accept so maybe if they want to put out something there in public they can put with we've helped street yeah. children by helping street priests yeah. and um We've had a few partnerships with radio organizations that haven't yielded so much in the past because it's a business. Yeah. But it's something that can be worked on. It's something that we can plan towards having an amazing partnership relationship. Okay. And um it's nothing that cannot be worked on. So far so good. It's not it has not been amazing. It's not been perfectly awesome because you have to convince these people that yeah. oh we need this thing for free. We are a group of young people and even though we have the money, this is something that could be given for free. This yeah. can be your your contribution to the society. We have to sell our market and we have to <laughs> make them understand understand yeah. the need and everything. Yeah. It's they are buying into the idea it's slowly. We won't have to force anybody. We won't but we know we hope and we believe that there's a time will come when they would want to have partnership with us because of the goal, because of where we know we'll get to in the okay, future. That's beautiful. Okay, just hold the mic. Um so you're trying to say that most of these people have some of them that even agree to partner, partner in theory and not in practice. Mm. Is that what you're trying to say? I want to put you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's okay. what I would say. Most of them, most of them, yeah, they partner in theory and not in practically. Practice, yeah. But it's an organization, so we won't really want to um bring them down their business they work yeah. with money they yeah. work with so we, we are not going to feel too entitled for a spot there but we believe that if they partner with us they'll be doing their own little part in helping street children because yeah. they have a wider coverage we can't tell everybody about we can't tell everybody about street people if we get on radio stations if we get um, on newspapers i don't only work with um, radio stations okay, if we get on newspapers okay, okay. if we get on their headlines it's really difficult to get on their headlines but if we are able to get this why non-profit organization so there's really nothing that's yielding much profit so this is if we can if we're able to do that we'll reach wider we'll have a wider audience we'll get more people to come in more people to yeah, partner and yeah. we might even start yielding profit at a point so yeah. it's it's a step-by-step program we are sure that there's I guess yeah, I've there, there is hope. <laughs> well, there, there, all hope is not lost. Yeah. I believe that there, even with this, um, there are organizations and there are individuals who would know more about what you guys are doing because you guys are like literally amazing giving out your lives, your time, your resources to ensure that these children that you know from nowhere have um, a safe space, have a home. Yeah, like Anna earlier stated that most of the time, these people think that... I remember having a conversation with someone in the media, and the person said that, why are you even trying? Like, it's, it's as if all hope is lost. These people think that okay. we're grooming bigger criminals, yeah. we're grooming bigger people. So people don't really believe in the vision, and okay. it's something that's going to happen gradually. Okay. We, we won't force anybody to buy into the vision, but when it starts yielding 
the results. We have children that have graduated from high school. Mm. That we have children that are in school, and these are children that are willing to change for the better. They are willing to make something out of their lives. So all hope is not lost, as you said earlier. We'll keep okay. pushing. Okay, beautiful. Please, by all means. Okay, so another reason why we might have um, we ha might have issues with people trying to partner is because most people are willing to partner, but because they have they have bad experiences yeah. from some NGOs that just wanted to fraud them. So most people deep down they want to partner, they want to give their all. But when they think about how many organizations have come up with this same quotient that they want to take care of street children, at the end of the day, how many street children do we have on the street? They become more and more every day. So I've I've seen I've come across some group of friends who are like, okay, what do you guys do? I'm like we take care of street children, we try to nurse their potential and turn their, turn their potential into um assets for the society. Yeah. You're like, okay, wow, but you are not the first person that came, so why what you makes feel, you think yeah, that? Yeah, I'm like yes because you cannot you cannot convince them that you be way different from other people because what yeah. will you say now that other people have not said? So they have, bad, they have bad experiences that they have invested in some organization that okay. one day will take care of motherless baby or take care of people, um, children on the streets or even um, orphanage, orphanage and the rest. So what makes you feel that? Or how can you convince me that you'll be different? How can you convince me that when I, when I invest this, we will not have more kids on the streets? So I think most people, they, they feel reluctant in contributing or partnering because they feel... We'll just eat the money. We'll run away. Yeah, right. We are youth. We are looking for money yeah. and the rest. And so, yeah. Like so, basically, all we have to do is consistency. We have to right. show them that we've been in this game for seven years. We will be eight November this year. Wow. Basically, it's just it's just consistency that will make yes, people see that nobody is going to invest in something that they don't see people invested in. It's just like yeah. you telling someone to invest into your business and you are not even putting in as much effort. Yeah. So we are, we are willing, we are putting in the effort, we are putting it yeah, in the work. Yeah. We are tra very transparent. Very transparent. Okay, I'm not seeing through you. <laughs> very transparent. So it's a process and we are positive that consistency will get us there. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, so um, now, women have been talking for a while now. Women are <laughs> breaking I'm, the I'm bias, basically. We are breaking the bias. Yeah, 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 we're breaking the bias. No, we should bias. talk about that. But then let's talk about this okay. first. So, um... I know that as every volunteer in Street Priest, okay. you know, they have, there's this personal attachment to what they do there. Okay, so they're sure. not just there because they have to be there, they're there because they want to be. Yes. And they want to see a change. True. Now, um, you've been taking care of children, you guys have been taking care of children for a while. Yes. Since um, 2015 and then when you respect, 2014, thank yeah. you. Okay, so have you guys lost any child? And if you have, what was it like? Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. Mm, deep breath. <laughs> Alright, so yes, we have. You can't count success stories without having losses. I feel yeah. like it's a part of um everyday life basically um I, I can't remember clearly the first child we lost but what i can tell you is um the child died in the, an, the hands of james wow yeah i think he had rushed the child to the hospital it was i can't get into the details of that but that's the first time i think i remember clearly that we lost the child basically um another time i can remember was last year happened like most recently yes okay. it was um november 
just around the time um, we had our first foreign volunteer. Okay. Right, came in all the way from the US, Manu. That's her name, Manuela. So we were happy, you know, like the first time yeah. our doors opened and all of that, and then the news hit us. Now, there's this particular child, John Okon Ekong, that's his name. Very, very um, happy child, literally. Happy. Smiles all the time. Yeah. He's mischievous because, like, he does things to, like, push <laughs> up, but then he's always yeah. laughing, like, yeah. he's a really funny child and all of that. John comes around the center all the time literally takes part in activities you could see it he wasn't so you have some children coming because of the food they get at the end of the day yeah. but then you have some children who come in to actually take part in the activities john was one of those kids basically he comes in every day he takes part in the activities and like i told you we do not force the children to come to the community center okay. it's their choice because you can't force a person to change yeah you have to help them, right? So sometimes he comes in, sometimes he doesn't. So for a while, we didn't see John around the center. And we felt like it was one of those things where, like I said, they work. They pick iron, they sell, and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes John passes the center. You see him. He calls out. He's like, uncle, auntie, you see him, right? But he's not coming into the center. Yeah. So he hadn't been around for, I think, a week, two weeks or so. And then um, we hear that John is dead. When we find out what happened, it turns out that along Marian, he was accused of stealing. It was fruits. He was hungry. He was accused of stealing. Now, this person could have handled the matter in a very different way because yeah. John is how old? I think 13 or so. So John was hit on the head, right? And then it caused like an open injury on his head, literally. Now he was left unattended to, basically, for a couple of days. Now, he died of wood infection that's what caused john to die basically now it was a very very trying time for us because everyone was coming at us like they felt like we weren't doing enough i remember on twitter when we shared the news yeah. of john's death someone was like uh he wouldn't have died if we didn't leave him to go back to the streets mm. are you serious right now it's not like we run a housing system and we have a reason for that. Mm -hmm. We have tried to house some children. Now, the thing is, when these children experience some level of freedom, they do not want to go back home where they have rules. Yeah. They don't want anybody telling them, sit down here, yeah. don't go out and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, they make money on the streets in quotes. So what are you telling me? I should go back home where I can be seen 2K every day yeah. on the street. Do you understand me? So we've had issues like this where we take children to houses to stay, accommodate them, and these children run out, giving us bad reputation yeah. with these people. So we, we emphasize on the fact that the only time we can take a child back home is if the child wants to be taken back home or put into a housing facility. Okay. you understand? So the idea is we run this center so that they can come in and stay off the streets during the day. It keeps them busy, keeps yeah, them active. Yeah. Then that way we can work on their mindset with the ICCT department to like, you know, rehabilitate their mind, yeah. nurture them and all of that kind of stuff. So we handled the situation, you understand? Yeah. And funny enough, we got into a partnership with this person. This person is one of the partners at Street Priest now. Oh, the person that does it? Yeah, the person that said that is one well, of I'm, the partners I'm happy now. the person is True. trying to make a change. Definitely, definitely, amongst other things. People learn, okay. right? Sometimes people have to learn from, you know, you have to teach them, you understand, and all of that kind of stuff. So yes, we have had bad experiences. We have had the part where we lose um, children, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop us. For mm. one child that we have lost, there are other children that we have been able to save literally over time the same time um john faced that issue there was nelson 
he was brutalized like literally you could see the matched wounds in his body there was um emmanuel an older child the same thing too we still have pictures you can't even see them because they'll send the chills down your spine basically chills down my yeah spine. so it's not been easy but that's that's the that's that's what we signed up for the job is not easy but that's why we're here we're here to do the uneasy task if it was easy well everybody would be doing it yeah, that's true. And then the issue about people having complaints about the fact that other organizations have come up, that's true. And that's the concept of Nigerians. Nigerians are doing a whole lot of good out there. But then there are still some Nigerians that are subjecting this our name to like shitholes and stuff yeah. like that, right? But that's what makes Street Preach different. We're a credible organization. We're registered. And we're here to put in the work. We have had every single reason to turn back yeah. and leave. Right? Mm-hmm. Seven years, no be beans. You say we won, would have left. You donate money to an organization. We're the organization. We can show you our books right now. Everything. Finances from when we started up until now. How many people can do that? Mm, not so many. And we are young people. <laughs> yeah. It's not bragging, that's but we do try. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, first, I'm sorry for your loss, Thank all you. of you. Um, I'm sure you guys are really incredible people doing amazing things. Okay, so I'm going to go to Anna. Um, so, Chief Storyteller has been telling me a lot of things and most a lot of stories and most of the characters in these stories are like male street children. So I want to know. I've seen some of you, um, the reels from um, Street Priest, some yeah. of the videos that were um, shot at the annual award ceremony. We saw that there were females there too. So tell us, um, is it that it is mostly the guys or the boys that face maybe being thrown out on the street? Or are they ladies too? Or are they girls rather? Yeah, um, yes, we have girls. Okay. We have girls. But I think the male are more than okay. yeah, the female. The girls, I um, I think their story is not, it's not. I I don't think it's the same with the guys. Okay. Most of the girls either run out from um sexual, oh, sexual harassment, oh, okay. and um, most of them is because of family problems and maybe father not marrying the mother and they're out on the street. Or most of them peer group influence too. Yeah. You see your friend wearing something nice. Where did you get the money? I got it from the street. Okay, now let's go and find money from yeah. the street. So I think the girls, they are more of um, the influencing um, stuff. So most of them, they influence them into the streets. Like they chase them into the streets. Because um, I've discovered that most most parents value their female kids more than the male kids. They be, they feel okay. that the male kids can go out and yeah, hustle and not and, get... And, yeah, yeah, they're stronger, right? They're stronger. Okay. So that's why we have lesser female kids on the street. I'm not saying we don't have any. We yeah. have them on the streets, but not like the guys. Okay. And even with the female kids we have, even with the female kids we have, they're not so open to... Yeah. They're not... You're a woman and you understand how it is. Yeah. Women have... They've built walls and they're not really... Even though they want to talk and everything, they also want to be their own bosses. They also yeah. want to hustle. Like the whole idea of being there is just to hustle. And there's probably one guy there that's telling yeah. them that I will marry you, yeah. sleep with me, I'll be, or giving them 500 naira to sleep with them. So we have them, but most of them don't even want to open up. They come to the center, they, okay. they have, they eat, they come to eat, they come for our center programs, but their mindset is different and it's the streets that has made them think this way. Okay, so are there, like, I know that there are, but I would like you to tell us what are the, um, especially with the counseling section um, that you guys have, are there any, um, what's the word now? 
Are there any things put in place, any measures put in place, right, to get these girls to open up? Because I know how difficult it is with the female gender. I don't know. Everything is just complicated. Even to the ones that don't know, <laughs> that don't know a book. They just, I don't know. Maybe they, when yeah. they send us from heaven, they're like, okay, you guys yeah, are not. sense guys, of pride. Yeah, like, I'm, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I know I don't know it all, but I, I, the one I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so are there any measures and how effective has it been to get some of these girls to open up because it's really important okay so we run programs for them special okay. programs for the girls we okay. try to educate them on health basics and environmental basics too and the girls um, because we have few of them in the center they feel very reluctant yeah okay. to open up but most of when you get into their safe space they try to open up and most of when they open up they're not even telling you the whole truth like I said, we have yeah, sense of pride. Right. They want to tell you small and see your reaction yeah, first before they tell you yeah. everything. Then at the end of the day, we find out that most of them have been through some sexual harassment. Most of them have been through rape. Most of them have been through um, false accusation of witchcraft and the rest. Yeah. Yes. So um, because of that influence, like I said, peer group influence. So when you, once you accuse them, they're like, okay, I have somewhere safer to go. My friend told me this place is safe. I can go. There's a case of a girl. Her name is Cherry. Yes. Yeah, because my name is Cherish. Wow. <laughs> okay, there's a baby girl. Her name is Cherry. She's okay. nine years old. Mm-hmm. She has a grandma who has been taking care of her, but um, because of, um, would I say, financial handicap, or they are financially handicapped, they don't have enough finances to take her to school, train her yeah. to school and feeding and stuff. So they deal with um, hand to mouth. So we go to farm, we get goods and we sell. And the grandma is old, so she sends the baby girl to go out. So you're sending a child to the market where other kids are. Yeah. Definitely, like I said, peer group influence. You go and mingle with other kids that have seen life. So you hear them saying things that you yourself, you've not seen and you want yeah. to test it. So the first day you sleep out, Nothing happens. The second day, you'll be pushed to sleep out again. So we discover that kids, even when girls have homes, they have places they are welcome. Because of the exposure, you see them belonging for something that is not even necessary. Okay, that's true. So when we bring them together, when you get girls come together, you know, we talk a lot. So in terms of talking, I tell you my experience. You tell me your experience. Okay, I want to, I want to experience what you're experiencing. And boom, that's why you see them moving from one place to another. And... It's when you bring kids together, it's very risky most times because the bad ones or the bad one influences the, the good, good ones. ones. Especially when the good ones are few and the bad ones are more. But we are running programs for the girls. Okay. We are trying to separate the sheep from the goats. <laughs> and we are trying to train the goats too to become sheep. Yes. Okay. So that's the best way forward. Okay, that's beautiful. I must say you guys are making progress. Okay, so let's go to for Okor. Did I get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, finally. Okay, so I'm going to ask, have you, has Shreepies ever been featured in a magazine before? Yes. Okay, which? An online magazine. And okay. I think Forbes, Miracle will say more of that. Oh. But that was before I joined Street Priest. They had had few features on big time magazines and this was mostly because of the work our founder was doing. Yeah. So at the time so yeah we've had a couple of futures on magazine and we hope to have more oh yeah you're gonna you're about to have more yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that, yeah so. big dot is going to feature street priest on the african magazine okay. 2.0 yeah it, we started out last year but we've gained at least um exposure. to an extent exposure mm-hmm. and so we've we believe it's going to help to a large extent it's going to help you know um um street priests so they can grow to um, get a wider a wider audience and yeah. then people can even see to partner see how they can help the street children by helping street priests okay so miracle tell us about the magazines or the 
big time people that you guys have worked <laughs> with? <laughs> or outwork? We don't. First of all, we do not um, create um, room for favoritism as strippers. Okay. Right. So the ideas of big time magazines. I mean, it's cool, but um, we've been featured on Forbes. We've been featured on a couple of other. Ma- I can't really remember all of them. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. But then one time, I think we've had affiliations with United Nations as well. Wow. And stuff like that. So the the idea is this magazine has, and that's that's one thing I want to mention. People ask how exactly they can be of help or how exactly they can contribute, if not financially. Not everybody has to contribute. I look at Big Dot PR now. Like we're doing amazing work Somebody with Big Dot PR, right? The last time, <laughs> the last time we were in, I think I shared the links with a couple of people, yeah. and they were like, they were amazed. They liked not here in Calabar, people yeah. in Lagos, and then you hear people like. I want to join Street Priest. Please, when are they going to open a chapter in my street or stuff like that? <laughs> okay. Why is this possible? Because of the publicity, yeah, the awareness, yeah. right? And that's why we try to create more room for media partnerships. Okay. Because in as much as the work is being done, right, we need to be able to share more of it to like the outside world, radio stations, TVs, and all of that. And we're going to get there. Well, it's never going to be enough. Okay. Um so uh, there's a question I wanted to ask, but I think it just like flew out of my oh, mind. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, okay. You guys, you guys are amazing, truly, truly, truly. That question is for you. That's what I'm looking at you to remember. <laughs> remember. Okay, so before I remember that, so I'd like um who do I want to tell us now? I think Miracle you should. Okay. So to our parents at home. Um, I'd just like you to say a few words of, I don't know, advice on how we can curb the proliferation of street children. How, what measures do we have to take to stop this? How important are these children? Because they say we are the future, or we are the what Leader. you know, future leaders. <laughs> but then you keep throwing these future leaders out and then you... Future leaders, they suffer. <laughs> Literally does need help. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so please, I would like you to speak to our parents from your heart. You're a father, sure you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact. I mean, we all are parents, basically. Everyone has street priests. As long as you sign up to do the work, you're yeah. a child's parent, even if you know it or not. Yeah. Um, but then, I think what street priest has made me realize is, one, there's, there's a difference between, how would I put it? Having children doesn't make you a parent automatically. That's true. I feel like that's the most important thing everybody should know. So because you can get a woman pregnant for the men and a woman because you can get pregnant and give birth doesn't automatically make you a parent. You become a parent when you begin to perform your duties, which involves every single set of responsibilities for the child. Right? So now, when a child messes up, are you taking the easy way out by, okay, you're used to Eh, I will just leave it, focus on another thing. No, you have to do better for the parents out there. They have to do better. They have to be more intentional about the children, right? First of all, it starts with family planning. Very important. Financially, if you're only capable of taking care of two children, please just have two children. Just have two. If you're capable of taking three children, please just have three children. It's when you have five, you can only cater for two. The three should now do what? They should die. Or you want to wait when the other two grow up. 
I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. So family planning is one very important thing that parents can take note of, right? Okay. And then secondly, there's, I think what parents do also, there's the comparison. Yeah. Yeah, and that's wrong. So I, I suffered that too. <clears throat> My father was a very funny man. So he always did that thing where he would always compare you to somebody else. Ah, look at that boy. He's doing much better. Look at that boy. This and that, this and that. So it always pushed me, right, to want to do something extreme. Yeah. So let's say, for example, Emeka is making money and Emeka is just 15 years old per se. Now, another child's name is, well, let me, who would I use? Michael. So Michael's mother looks at Emeka and be like, uh-uh, Michael, do you have two heads? What is wrong with Emeka? What is Emeka doing that you cannot do? You don't know what Emeka is doing. You have not found out. But then you're trying to compare your child to... Now, Michael now decides to go out and find out from Emeka because of the pressure from his family, the same family that's supposed to be looking out for him. Now, Emeka is probably doing some shady stuff, probably stealing, doing stuff. Michael joins Emeka. They are now two. They will recruit other people as well that will face such pressures from their family. So apart from the family planning, parents need to take note of the fact that being a child is hard. And then as a parent, you're supposed to support your child, not just financially and providing for yeah. them, not because you provide finances for them. There's also the mental aspect. You're supposed to be able to have that relationship with your child. One time we created, we asked the question on Twitter. It was, um, can you, can a parent, we're asking parents basically, like, can you be a friend to your child? And people misunderstood the question. There were people like, no, you have to draw the line. You cannot be <laughs> friend to your child and all of that. I don't think it's true. Yeah. You can only be you can only enjoy the relationship with your child and have a very fruitful one if you're able to communicate with your child and sometimes you have to approach them from a friendship base yeah. i would share stuff with you because you're trying to understand where i'm coming from not because you're demanding it for yeah, me yeah. because you're my parent and all of that so these and some other um notions i think these parents know but they don't want to admit right because they're trying to claim they know all no everybody knows all parents mess up sometimes children mess up sometimes so i think parents should just take charge of the fact that they're responsible for these children they shouldn't take the easy way out of throwing these children out i don't want anything to do with you because you mess up one time no you brought the child into the world it's your responsibility to make sure this child turns out to be good and better beautiful any other contribution i have something to say And um, parents, especially the ones that are incoming, they should be open-minded. The stepmother, Cinderella type of thing, (laughs) stepmother's coming. And because most of the time, they are the cause of everything. Blaming, calling the child a witch or whatever. If you are not ready to be a second mother to to someone that has children, then don't bother getting... Because if you are going to love the man, you should love his children. children. And I think the the conversation should be there. Like the people who want to maybe marry, you want to marry a step, Mm. or you want to get another husband you should have these conversations i have a child would you love my child stuff like yeah they some of them pretend some of them say they will so it's basically some of them say they will some of them are from the beginning then all of a sudden they turn to the wicked stepmother they should they should be open-minded and even not even not only parents that are um that that come in that step parent but also the ones that 
you adopt in quotes maybe you go to the village mm. and you say you're looking for house mm. girl or something mm. and you take a 10 year old or in or a 12 year old or anything or any age and you t- you turn that child into a slave something that you your child will never you never let your child do you let yeah. this child do you drive the child into depression children are depressed and we have to open our minds to that we have to be able to understand that they get depressed sometimes maybe the world isn't depressed but <laughs> we should be there for them if you are going to go to the village and you are going to get a child to come and work for you you should be ready to be a yeah, mother to mother, that child yeah. or a father to that child you should be ready to cater for everything be open minded love the child like you love your own child okay so before we move to Anna for her final words um, I this is the question I wanted to ask you <laughs> thank god you so, remembered <laughs> okay so I've um would I say I've only heard that strippers is in Karapa I don't know if I'm no I don't think I'm well informed but yes you are I, I am. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm <laughs> okay, so um, you guys are looking to expand to other states. Definitely. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, Anna, please give us your final words. You're like a mother figure. You're a counselor. You speak to these children. You know, you know what they <laughs> what they go through. What they tell you that they cannot tell any other person. So please just speak to mostly our mothers and the female. Gender and the female girl, female girls, female girls. Okay, please speak to the female gender okay. and the mothers, especially. Okay. Like my boss rightly said, who's your boss? <laughs> like my boss rightly said, okay, um, parents should be friends with their kids, very important. While being friends with your kids, you have to bring in sex education, yeah, because it starts from that's the primary. You okay. have to bring in sex education. But most of these kids are product of unwanted pregnancies, yeah. unwanted babies and the rest. So when you train a child, like you say, train a child in the way you should grow. Yes. So when you train a child, you tell them that this is not the right way. You're not shying away from yeah. it. You're not hiding it. Yeah. I feel most of us fall victims of all these circumstances because we don't have the right beginning. We don't yeah. have the right basis. So I feel if parents are free enough to educate their children on sex, yes, this is how you should go. This is what you should do. This is how to stay protected and yeah. the rest. I think that it will help the society in a very long run. Because most of these kids are product of dumped kids. Like you give birth and throw the child yeah. on the street and someone will pick the child and want to train the child. And if the child is not going according to their own ideology of how children should grow, they conclude that child is a witch. <laughs> and boom, the child is on the street. Yeah, so, so I feel parents should take this sex education more seriously. For the guys, it's not just female. The guys too. Okay, wow, that's amazing. So I hope um, you guys listening at home, um, you have learned a lot, uh, not just about strippers, but also about street children. These children are human beings like you and me, but they don't, they don't just have equal opportunity. If they have an opportunity to go to school um, in a loving home, I'm sure they will not be on the street terrorizing you or trying yeah. to pickpocket and all of that. So, guys, thank you so much. Thank Miracle for Okor <laughs> and Anna. Thank you guys so much. I'm sure there are so many other revolutionaries out there that are doing amazing things. And with time, we'll definitely recognize all of you. Okay, thank guys, you. this brings us to the end of this session. Thank you so much for your time. Till we meet again. I love you guys. I love you at home. I love you as street priests. Big Doll loves you. <laughs> I may your host cherish with a double R. Do not forget to visit our Instagram page. Okay, guys. Bye-bye.